Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. The Films I Love Most podcast is recorded live with live messaging. So sometimes people do message in with very inappropriate comments. We can't help that. It's just the general public. So if you hear something that is offensive or rude, we try our best to put a stop to it, but it might just sneak through. So I do apologize for that. But anyway, let's move on. Enjoy this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Hey, uh. Hello. Hiya. You all right? Yeah, we you. <laughs> yeah, yes and no. Why? Speak to me. I'm incapacitated. Why? I decided to take a little bit of a, a head dive down the stairs this morning. <gasps> oh my God, are you okay? Yeah, I just slipped and went. Boom, 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 boom. I just hurt my ribs a little bit, but I'm all right. I'm okay. Don't, don't. Everyone start sending flowers and chocolate. Yeah, I can't do any of that. AKA sending chocolate no, no flowers and shit. Please remember, remember <laughs> we're in a pandemic. Um, yeah, I've, I've proper fell. I've hurt my ribs quite a lot, but I'm okay. I'm all good. So um, good. I'm in a laying down position to talk about this, which is a perfect position to be in to watch a movie. Which I've just well, done. Yeah. I can't believe you sent me that picture. I was like, why are you watching it so late? <laughs> yeah, because I was like trying to pick my, trying to get up off the floor for half an hour. <laughs> so I can't sleep in my stairs, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. There you go. That's my trials and tribulations. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to do my sleep impression. It didn't quite work out. Uh, welcome to <laughs> I've Never Seen Harry Potter 5, The Order of the Phoenix. What did you think? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't enjoy this one as much as last week, Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll tell you for why. I feel like okay. now, I feel like now we're, we're getting down to business. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the fun and the and the world building and all that sort of thing is over now. Mm-hmm. It's time the, to pull our socks up and get into like the the, the, the story and the uh, and it's and it's I think it's become quite episodic now. So I I can imagine that you know the next film continues straight on from what's happened in Order of the Phoenix, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. I feel like the fun has been sort of sucked out a little bit, but don't get me wrong, I, I, I am enjoying the overall story arc. Okay, well, I've got a bit of a confession to make. Okay. It's your favourite? Um, no. So last night I didn't just watch The Order of the Phoenix. 
Oh, you watched. I watched the Half Blood Prince as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you can't give me any spoilers because. I know. I'm trying really hard now to remember what happened in what film. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, right, this yeah. happened in this one, and this happened in that one. So, um, if I take a second to. Like, think about what I'm saying, that's why. Well, it ended with uh, Sirius Black dying. Yep. And then... Well, it's um, such a great fight scene between Voldemort and, uh, and the gang. Yeah, I love those scenes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I feel like it's an episode of a TV series now, though. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like it's becoming a bit like that. A bit like a Netflix show now, where the next episode will be... The Half Blood Prince. The next episode will be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but it's still the best ever. <laughs> I love the fact that we we're getting flashbacks to like the first couple of films, just seeing how young they were. I know. Yeah. Yeah, an introduction of some interesting, uh, interesting characters, including Harry Potter's first stoner character in uh, Luna Lovegood. Oh, she's not a stoner. Oh, she totally is a fucking stoner. She's not. <laughs> she's she's just... Her nut. She she's pops not. off every night she... into, the, into the forest to get the magic mushrooms. No, she doesn't. She's just <laughs> she a special does. character. Don't say that about Luna. She's off, she's off her nut. She's, she's baked. Totally baked. She's, First she's time I saw her, I went, that girl's baked. <laughs> <sighs> Well, she can see things that only Harry can see, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's special. That was the word we used for special. Harry's first kiss. Oh, yeah. And then betrayed straight after. What's happened in this film? I mean... Yeah, I mean, the first time you see Harry, he's looking a little bit sort of now to the point where he's becoming a man, Harry. You're a man, Harry. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I must. Like, I, when, when the um, Dursley's leave him, I was like, oh, he should have had a house party or something. No one of a kid of his age would just be like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. See ya. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, they yeah. leave and he's just like, oh, all right, yeah, sleep time. What about um, Ron Weasley? He, I think he probably had about four lines in the whole film. <laughs> yeah, but the time is coming. Like, you know, I don't want okay. to too much. But, cool. Yeah. Great. Have we got any messages? I don't know. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on, guys. <laughs> We're just there being we very are. unprepared this week. I'm I prepared. just assumed Bear that with. you'd be on. You'd be on it. No, I sent you a message. Did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you did. Sorry. That's all right. Um, it's okay. It's all good. Me... Hang on. Bear with me. Are you sure? You're leaving messages, guys. We'll get to them. Yeah, we'll get to them in one second. Uh, I'm going to do it on my other phone, though. Here we go. Alright, okay. It's coming. Loading. Loading. Just Loading. also approve them. That's okay. Let's 
happened. That was that interesting. Was Thanks for yeah. That. Little beatbox to the Harry little Potter intro. thing. Thank you very much. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was good. That was unexpected, I think, is the word I'm looking for. That was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, good, Thank you very much. Good nonetheless. Thanks. Was it Jedi Master? Thanks for that. Yes. Thank you, Jedi Master. You're talking about the wrong franchise, though. <laughs> you... oh. <laughs> You're on Star Wars. So, well, we're um, not talking let's... about Star Wars, Kate. No, that's on a Tuesday for me. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, can you please ask you some questions? Um, trying to think. So, how did you feel about Grown Up Dudley? <laughs> Grown Up Dudley? With his um, chav friends. What a dick. What a dick. <laughs> I love the line, have you been beating up 10-year-olds again? Yeah, but this one deserved it. I thought that was a great line. Horrible, I expected him to be like just a bit of a chap. Spo- yeah, from spoiled brat to yeah, um, like going around thinking that he has, you know, entitled to everything. Entitlement, isn't it? Yeah, which I think is a classic case yeah, of spoiled head syndrome. Yeah, little, little bugger. I'm quite surprised yeah, though um, if you go back and watch that first film and then watch this one, it, like it's a huge difference in his character from the mummy, mummy, look at the snake to <laughs> Harry, I'm gonna beat you up, Harry. You know, it's quite a big difference in the jump in the character. I completely believe it because he's a teenager, but yeah, interesting. Um, just give me one second because I've put my phone somewhere. Oh, it's there. Uh, can you hear me, love? Hello? Hello? Uh, I'm here. Hello, Hello Where sorry. Did you go? I don't know, something happened then. Oh, something you happened. You dropped off. Um, yeah. um, did Dudley, you yeah, think this. Little, did you think the film was what it would be about? Like, did you think that's what the Order of the Phoenix would be? Um, well, no. I mean, if you think about, like, my experience with the Phoenix is um, mm-hmm. in Dumbledore's office. So I thought mm-hmm. it might have had something to do with that. But, no, it was nice. It was good to see, um, you know, the, the gang back together. One of my big complaints about um, the films previously is that we're introduced to characters in films and then we, ne- we never see them again but it was quite nice uh-huh. to see like a, an entourage back together you know like Emma um, Emma Thompson back as the, mm-hmm. you know the, the teacher with the big glasses yeah um, um, oh, what did you think of um, Mrs Fig Harry's neighbour she's so cute oh yeah, that, yeah, it's very cute. Oh, so a bit cute. of a, a bit of a um, a bit of a story vice, really, to uh, to get uh, someone who saw what happened with the um, oh, what they called not death eaters, what they called the creep, the things, dementors, dementors. Yeah. yeah, so it was a bit of a story device, but I quite liked it. The fact that they had a wizard standing by, like as it um, to sort of look out for him. I like that idea. 
Yeah, well, yeah I think cool. he kind of needed it. Um, the Dursleys, didn't they? Denial is sort of one of the big like sort of plot points in this you know one of the themes because obviously the uh the minister of magic doesn't want to admit that voldemort's back and you know that sort of covering oh, that, up that, sort of thing. at the end when, when he walked in and he goes he's back and you're like, <laughs> i was like well we'll see him really is believing in it pal we've been telling you for the last two and a half hours that he's back <laughs> yeah fucking hell um but <laughs> Yeah, really, really good stuff. I mean, I really, I did really enjoy it. My only issue was that it was episodic. You know, it was a, it was a huge sort of. Um, I didn't feel like it was a standalone movie. I felt if you wanted to come and watch a Harry Potter film, or if that film was on TV and you watched it, you'd be quite lost. Whereas I think yeah, with I, Goblet I, of Fire, for example, you've got that self. To you, but they're all like that from here on out. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That, that's yeah, why they, we watched two last night because it we watched the Order of Phoenix and I was like, I just need to watch the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think it. I, yeah. Of course, it's going to be like that because they need to finish the story off now. But the yeah. thing I liked about Goblet of Fire was that it sort of added to, like, the story. You know, there was um, a lot of story there that sort of added to the over over overarching story arc. But it was a story within it, like it was a story within its own movie. So you could watch um, Goblet of Fire and enjoy it as a standalone film, but with just those little yeah. extra bits. But I felt like you couldn't really enjoy uh, Order of the Phoenix as a standalone movie. No, but that it's a four. I think like the last four films go together with the part. Like you watch them all together. Yeah, but there was two years apart, wasn't it? Right. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, you know, you wouldn't have been able to watch uh, it. Yeah, I know, quite a I lot. Know, I know. I it's with, really um, annoying. But I suppose with physical media, do you know what I mean? Like, you can always go back and rewatch them before you go to the cinema and watch the next one. So, yeah. What did you think but, of Dolores Umbridge, the new defense against oh, the class teacher? <laughs> they're all well. I knew she was going to be a fucking dick because they're all dicks. Like, this, this, this is true. They're all dicks. Like, as soon as someone's given that position, you're like, well, it's dick. And she was, like, particularly yeah. horrible. Yeah. Like, I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times. Why? How is Hogwarts still open? How is oh, it been not been shut down by bloody Ofsted? I have no idea. <laughs> because... I don't think Ofsted exists in the wizarding world, you know? We've got teachers... Torturing kids now, not only torturing, but there's one point where she slaps Harry around the face. I know, and she's making him write that thing, he write his lines into his arm. Like, madness. It's, yeah, it's really um, vile, do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like an oppressive. I mean, the Ministry of Magic almost came across in this film as like the Nazis. Yeah. What did you, you think know? of the jump scare? Did that Dementor get in Harry, not just like Ritty go? <gasps> what bit? So in the beginning, when the Dementor pins Harry up against the wall in the alleyway, yeah, did it not just make you jump out your skin? Was you not like? No. Oh, oh just didn't make me jump. I, I was. I did think. Oh, this is this. This is another example of it getting darker now. You know, again, mm. another tone, another shade of colour. 
Oh, no, sorry. I'm just putting some... <laughs> what the fuck? I'm, I'm just putting some old floor cleaner in a mop bucket. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, tidy up. No, I, I think that, um, you know, they've just stripped another, like, layer of colour from the um, from the film, haven't they, to make... Just to, just to hammer yeah. home. This is getting... <laughs> dark now you know well, I, I told you that you know you're gonna have to start turning the contrast up on your screen because it's just gonna get darker and darker like i genuinely yeah, think I don't... that death and hallows part one you, you're not gonna be able to watch in the day i don't do you know what i just don't think that's a great idea of what to do because i actually find that quite boring watching a film that has been color graded like that I think that what they need to do is have some darkness and light as well, you know, because mm. yeah, madness. madness. I know, but it adds to the story, doesn't it? <laughs> I suppose, it's but the, it's, it's a dark difficult to enjoy a movie. If, it's difficult to enjoy a film if you can't see it. <laughs> Watch it at night time then, when it's dark, <laughs> not on a sunny <laughs> Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> right I'm here, in a dick. Keith, are you? Um... Are you single? Uh, <laughs> Pardon? <Is it coughs> Am I single? That made me choke, that did. I was like, <coughs> pardon? Yeah, but are you ready to mingle? Well, not, not at a Hogwarts dance. You know, how freaking dangerous is that last week? No, thank you. <laughs> I don't think my message went through, so I'll ask again. Oh. Keith, are you single? I'm asking for a friend. Yes, oh. I am single. Asking for a friend? <laughs> Who is this friend? Let's scrap the Harry Potter for a second. <laughs> Let's not. I'd like to say hello to Keith Andrews and Miss Catherine, of course. I hope you're both having a mitzvah of a day. I love Harry Potter. Uh, I can't believe you've never seen it before. I love Harry Potter. Thanks, Melvin. <laughs> I love Harry Potter. We're getting lots of musical interludes today. I'm loving that. I know. And there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of music going on this week on Sammy. I've noticed. Love it. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to go into some. Uh, about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Would you like one? Would you like a fact? Like yeah, give me a fact. Let's go. Well, what you found out. So during uh, filming, Alan Rickman banned Matthew Lewis and Rupert Grint from being within five metres of his oh, new BMW. Because <laughs> during the making of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, they spilled a milkshake over his car. Oh my god, is he taking the piss? No, he's not. They're just kids. Like. But that is hilarious. You can imagine it on set, different. can't you? Guys, can we just call a meeting, please? Kids, you're not allowed to be in my yeah. car. In, in the script, last script run through before they go on to set. Um, now we've got um, a request from Alan Rickman. Um, could anybody under the age of 16 refrain from going near his car? That's much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. 
Bugger off. Like, why would he be near his car anyway? Like, why? I'm a bit confused. What's the question? So, is Anna Lynch, who plays uh, Luna Lovegood, I actually went up for a play. Um, I didn't get the part, but I actually went up for a play that um, was going to be uh, opposite her. I didn't get it. Though. It was oh. at the, uh, the vaults, the vaults um, in Waterloo. I, I didn't get the play, but uh, yeah, I wish I had. She's such so a good actress. Like, She's such a now. good actress. But uh, Evanna Lynch beat 15,000 girls to the role of Luna Lovegood. She was the ninth what? in line of 30 finalists. And when it came to viewing uh, audition videos, producer David Barron stopped viewing after her audition saying she is Luna. Unknown to them, Lynch had written a letter directly to J.K. Rowling. Well, there that's was this rumour going around for a long time that she she had an eating disorder. I don't know if there's any truth in this, but she had an eating disorder and she was hospitalised because of it. <coughs> and apparently, J.K. Rowling either went and visited her or wrote her herself and said, like, if you get out of this hospital, then you will play Luna. And that's how she would cast. But I'm assuming that's not true then, if that's... Um... No, I mean, that's not what's written here, but that could be true, but that might be the unknown story. I don't story. know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was, that was what I got told many moons ago by many different people, so I don't know if there's any truth yeah. in it. Well, um, uh, Helen McCory, who's actually one of my favourite actresses, she's in um, Peaky Blinders. She plays the, the mum, the ma in, in Peaky Blinders. So Helen mm-hmm. McCory was originally cast as Bellatrix Lestrange, but so glad she wasn't. She was replaced by Helena Bottom Carter. I don't know. I think McCory would have done a great job. She's a great actress. No, I, I, I think when you see Helena in in Half Blood Prince, you really get a sense for how good she is at that role. Oh, so she was cast later in um, as Bellatrix's sister. Yeah. Which is, mm. oh, I'm not even going to tell you who that is. I'm just going to no, spoil from Nothing about Half Blood <laughs> Well, it's not just about Half Blood Prince, it's about what family she belongs to, but there we go. So did you know that after this film, um, the, the franchise nearly lost Emma Watson? Really? Yeah. So Emma Watson How? was seriously Why? thinking, she, she was seriously thinking whether or not to keep up acting in the franchise after this instalment, but she decided to stay after considering that it would be uncomfortable to watch the movies being made with someone else as Hermione. So she oh, can you quit. imagine that? Like the only well, way that they got away, the only reason they got away with Dumbledore is a because he died, so you know you can't help those circumstances, and b it was so early on in the film that it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like he'd been there for. Six films and then seven and eight were recast. Yeah. No, 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 no. I get. I think that. Um, mm. I think that uh, maybe they were under contract to do this film. This is where the contract ran out. So therefore, she was thinking about whether she was going to carry on doing the movies or not. Which I completely understand. There are rumours that she's now retired from acting um, over the last couple of days. So. Well, she's not been in anything for a while. When was Be- when did Beauty and the Beast come out? A couple of years ago. Yeah, that was the last thing she was in, wasn't it? Yeah. So the actors, 
James and Oliver Phelps, who play Fred and George, did make a cameo appearance in one of the pictures um, of the original order of the Phoenix as their deceased uncles, Fabian and Gideon Pewitt. Hmm. Did you notice that? No. Did you notice <laughs> I didn't notice it, no. Okay, so uh, Amelda Staunton was the producer's only choice for the role of Professor Dolores Umbridge. Uh, she and costume designer Jenny Temme came up with the idea of making her dress more padded and more uh, saturated as the movie progressed. The novel describes her as being physically chubby, like a toad. She definitely looks like a toad. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is a, a toad. toad, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, that Absolutely. scene where she's getting carried off by, by in the forest. <laughs> she's like, I'm part yeah, of you... the ministry. <laughs> um, so there's a line that Dumbledore says where it says, don't fight him, Harry, or you can't win. And it was featured prominently in um, the trailers and the TV uh, trailers. Yet it is nowhere to be found in the final version of the movie or in the DVD's extra scenes. So there was a sequence where Dumbledore said, don't fight Harry, you can't win. But it was only used in the trailers. That's strange. I wonder why they did that. Well, they do it all the time. There's loads of um, missing stuff from the Star Wars movies as well that were in the trailers mm. that weren't in the film, just to make it more dramatic. Yeah. How upsetting so even... is that? That scene so when... Emma Thompson's getting thrown out of Hogwarts. Yeah. It's so sad. But I've lived here. This is my home. This is my yeah, home. Like then Dumbledore just comes to me out like, um, you you might be able to sack my staff, but you cannot banish them from the castle. <laughs> yeah. And then good old McGonagall comes sweeping in, Mother Hen, as she does. <laughs> as she does. Yeah. My favourite author, Stephen King, said that the character Dolores uh, Umbridge was the greatest make-believe villain to come along since Hannibal Lecter, which is a little link there to um, to this show, really. But we're not. I'm not going to talk about that right now. No, I'm not. I'm, I've suppressed that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me a question. Uh, I'm trying to think of questions. Um, I can give you some facts. No, I'm doing facts today. You're, oh. doing, you're on the questions. But, um, okay, I'll give you another fact then. Sir Kenneth Branagh was originally set to return as Professor uh, Lockhart in a brief cameo. Originally, Harry was to encounter his former professor in a wizard hospital uh, whilst visiting Ron's dad, Arthur Weasley, at St. Mungo's. The scene was meant to establish Lockhart as um, irrevocably scarred from his backfired curse in uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, as well as being the um, insanity, as well as the insanity of Neville's parents after being tortured by Bellatrix Estrange. The scene was cut for pacing and budget issues. Yeah. Interesting. As it building a new set so we would have seen Kenneth Branner back as well but we didn't that's very interesting and it and I'm um, that's quite interesting it was it was going to establish that he had been um he had been irrecoverably scarred so that moment when he's 
you know, when the wand backfires, Chamber of Secrets changed his <laughs> life forever. He's scarred for life. Yeah. Which Interesting, think, isn't it? It's quite good to show the, um, mm-hmm. you know, that even though that was a funny moment in the in the uh, the film, it still had serious a serious outcome. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the room of requirement? <laughs> Filch's obsession with it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I'm glad that he had more to do. Yeah, Good and they old, gave him that box uh, of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, I think that was um good for him to have like a scene that was sort of um quite comedic i love the idea that he was on he was uh a fan of the new headmistress because she was like bringing order to hogwarts and that's what he wanted yeah yeah and it blessed neville being the one to find the room of requirement as well yeah so here's a fact that we uh we, we discuss this pretty much every week but um although based on the longest book in the in the seven book series, so this so Fe- Order of the Phoenix is the longest book. This is the second shortest movie. Yeah. The longest movie, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, is based on the second shortest book. So they must have made a hell of a lot of cuts <laughs> to the um to the plot to the story in in this film. Or was there? Just I a mean, lot of I've not. <laughs> I've not read this book, so I mean I can't even remember reading the other books either, so you know I don't really know. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, you sound very quiet. Can you hear me? Is my phone playing up? Yeah. I can hear you. Oh. I'm just um betting some of the messages. Was... Phone was having a funny minute then. <laughs> yeah, I think so, it's uh, quite nice that um, Harry's starting. He's kind of starting to see the connection between Harry and Voldemort more, in like the fact that they're seeing what each other can like each other's memories and things like that. Yeah, I like the idea that there is a connection between Voldemort. I, I like that sort of um, the, that idea of there being some connection between them whether I you know I mean it has been done before um, with just saying just saying it has sort of been done before with like Vader and Luke Skywalker that sort of link between them and everything like that you know villain and the, and the villain and the hero linked um, but I yeah I thought it was good I thought it was uh, it was a and good it, it um, saved Arthur Weasley's life yeah I want to know more about like Neville's family. I want to know more of okay. that story. Okay, but, well, um, you know, his parents were in the Order of the Phoenix and they died. But that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> and now we live with his grandma. It's funny though how like that story is quite interesting, but we're all so focused on Harry. But Neville's probably got a great story to tell as well. Yeah, they all have. Yeah, that's good. I think right, let's hit some right. dits. Let's dilly it up. With Guardian Love Expecto Patronum. People of a spell. <laughs> that's what he sounds like when he ejaculates by the sound of it. Right, okay, here we go. <laughs> 
So I just jumped into the to the stream and who it says I've never seen Harry Potter. Who hasn't seen Harry Potter? Which one of you two? That would be me. Not me. I've... <laughs> Although I have seen up to number five now, so I'm getting there. And you're over halfway. Half Prince, huh? You're over halfway. Oh, we're well over halfway, darling. We've only got two more weeks. Remember, we're doing Deathly Hallows as uh, one podcast, aren't we? So we've only got two left. I know. Yeah. Oh, are you sad? And then it's my turn. But yes, um, <laughs> excited about um, watching The Half-Blood Prince. I think that's going to be quite oh. an interesting watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of... I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like I miss the world building a little bit. I know, but they've built the world. But it's still, you still get to see elements of magic. But there, it's a lot darker now because obviously it's the fight against Voldemort and you know the Death Eaters. Yeah. And we start to kind of learn about that side of things, and you know, I miss not the all moment of the plants and. You know, like the just like the little world be- building, like nuggets. I just miss those a little bit. Mm. There's some silly moments in the Half Blood Prince. There's one scene in particular, <laughs> okay. which which I won't tell you about, but it makes me feel very strange when I watch it. <laughs> right, okay. I did like the whole sweet <laughs> thing where you could buy sweets and they could make you ill, so you don't have to go to class. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. I like those sequences. Right, we've got a different... Here's, a, here's another question. Do you guys prefer... Or... Do you guys like the movies or the books of Harry Potter? Mm. Uh, well, well, Catherine uh, can't read. <laughs> and... I've only read... I've only read... The, the first few books, and I don't really remember them because I was in high school, so mm-hmm. it's going to be the films because that's all I know. Yeah, I think a lot of people only really sort of know the films, don't they? They don't really like. I'm not, obviously a lot of people from our generation have read the books, but uh, what do you prefer? Well, let's throw that uh, question out to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the movies or do you prefer the books? Because we yeah, have and I've only ever seen up to um, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So please try not to spoil anything for me. But what do you mm-hmm. prefer? Let us know. Maybe Let we should do what I've never read. <laughs> yeah, which um, would probably be the longest running show on stereo forever. We could come on and just live. We could do like an audio book of Harry Potter. We'll just sit and read it. <laughs> You're a bastard, Harry. <laughs> That's what it would be like. I'd yeah. just change it and add little things in and take things away. <laughs> you can't add lib Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of that, though, in this film. You're a liar, Harry. There's a lot of, mm. like, sort of I, I, I felt like they were taking the piss a little bit of that line. You're a liar, Harry. You know, there's a lot of that sort of going on in this film. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was quite funny. So it's but, very um, funny as well, though, um, when the centaur's taking Umbridge off and he's like, I'm sorry, Professor, but I must not tell lies. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what happened to her? Well, they just took her away, didn't they? And then she got fired. We found out. Um, yeah, we just we just found out um, that she'd um, got into trouble. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the prophecy? Didn't really hear it. Didn't really didn't quite get it. Like, can you explain the prophecy? Can you say the words? Well, it said that one cannot survive whilst the other still lives. Right, okay. Yeah, that Let me just sense. actually find the exact wording of what it says. Then I can tell you. But that, that's you like the name. You know that scene when um, they go to the Hogshead Inn and they walk in, there's a barman there. Like, mm-hmm. There's an old man inside, inside and he sort of shuffles off. Mm-hmm. That's dumb... Um, that's been confirmed that that character is Dumbledore's younger bro- younger brother. Oh. Aberforth, Dumbledore. The professor's younger brother. The ki- this character returned in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Which I haven't seen yet. No. You haven't. Why can't I find what the prophecy says? Okay, so... Did you- Go on. Cybill Trelawney's first prophet. Oh no, this is. Well, it says Emma Thompson and Imelda Staunton, who Professor Trelawney and Professor Umbridge are actually really, really good friends in real life. And they've appeared in many yeah. movies together and, and they live opposite each other. Oh, That's cute. Right, have you got the prophecy? I don't know if this is what it actually says, but this is this is the what keeps. No, one sec. That's. No, just give me a second. Okay. I'm just trying to find another fact. So, um, J.K. Rowling revealed that the character of Dolores Umbridge was based on a real person who she disliked intensely on site and who returned her anthropy with interest, even though she honestly could not explain why why they hate each other so much. So, um, Dolores Umbridge is actually based on a real person who... uh, J.K. Rowling despised. Mm. That's interesting. And in Harry Potter, the Chamber of Secrets, when Ron is rescuing Harry from the Dursleys, Ron tells Harry that they were rescuing you, rescuing you, of course. And in this movie, Moody says the same thing when he rescues Harry. Rescuing you, of course. Yeah, yeah, I know that. He always needs. Harry just needs an awful lot of rescue. Right, this is what I've found, but I don't know if it is correct. So, if anyone's listening, I, but it sounds correct. So, it says the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches, and the Dark Lord shall mark him as as his equal. But he shall have the power the Dark Lord knows not, for neither for neither can live while the other survives. That's Harry's prophecy. Okay. 
There you so go. what we're learning there is that Harry Potter is the only person that can kill Voldemort. Voldemort knows this. But uh, the Harry has something in him that Voldemort doesn't and that one of them has to die. Yeah, interesting. Good stuff. Mm. So whilst filming this um, Order of the Phoenix, they had to uh, take a two-month hiatus uh, from filming because Daniel Radcliffe had to do his A-levels and Emma Watson had to do her GCSEs. So they had to take a um, a two-month gap so they could do their exams. I mean, it's quite good that they uh, were still, like, you know, making them do their exams and stuff, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, blah, 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 blah. It had the highest first day gross of a Harry Potter movie. So it made, at the box office, it made the most in its first uh, day. Um, Interesting. Um, apparently, apparently, um, Ron in the book had a Quidditch subplot uh, in Order of the Phoenix. So Ron Weasley was going to get involved in playing Quidditch. But it was uh, dropped from the movie, and Rupert Grint was apparently very disappointed that the uh, the Quidditch subplot was removed from the movie. He was really looking forward to it, apparently. Right. Okay. Well, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for him. Like they've read the books and they've gone, "Oh, I can't wait to film that scene," and suddenly the scene's not in it. You're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, but he he still gets his Quidditch moments. So don't worry. Oh, okay. No worries. Okay. So also what's really interesting is this movie, the movie was released uh, 10 days before the final book, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So this was, this film was released 10 days before that. God, it was like a Harry Potter double whammy, wasn't it? That that month. Yeah. Harry Potter frenzy. I remember a lot, um, a couple of my friends went to collect their their copies at midnight, which I was just thinking, what the f- why? You're not gonna start reading it, are you? Yeah, but it's that... collect it. It's like when people Madness. queue for video games, isn't it? It's the same. Yeah, but I can understand that. I can understand people queuing to watch a film at the cinema at midnight or a video game because you could play it for a little while. Yeah, but, but you read, can read, read for a bit. You can Yeah, but what difference does it make if you go at midnight or at nine o'clock in the morning? <laughs> That's nine hours worth of reading. Yeah, but you're not going to read for that time. You're going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, and again, I don't know. The Deathly Hallows Part One, the book, left off anything like the film did. Then I'm not surprised. I would have been queuing for a week. Well, that's you. Because the cliff is. Not okay. Oh, what the cliffhanger to um, Deathly Hallows? No, to the Deathly Hallows. Oh wait, no, because the oh no, because the Deathly Hallows was one book, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, duh. That was an absolute blonde moment in my life. I was thinking, <laughs> where is she going with this? What's to be fair, happening? though, it, it. Well, no, it's not really a cliffhanger. No, Half of Prince isn't a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a little bit because you're like, oh. So it's 
It's the it's like the first movie in the franchise for you to make extensive use of the archive archive footage of the previous movies. A trend that carried through for the re- for the remainder of the film. So I didn't notice that actually. Like what like they use bits a lot of from the film. Yeah. 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 We get to see some more of that. Which I told you, it all comes back. Like, you've got to pay attention in the first films because it's all relative. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell you this. So, um, whilst it doesn't specify in the books, Luna Lovegood was originally going to be barefoot for the whole of this movie. But director David Yates later turned down the idea as silly. See, that doesn't make an awful lot of sense because of something that she says in The Half-Blood Prince. So, I don't know if they've just added that into the film just for the people that have read the books and be like, well, why is she not barefoot? Yeah. This was the this was the uh, the first Harry Potter film to be released in three D. Oh, well, but it's quite good in three D. Oh, three D. Oh, might have to try and try and source that. You need to get a three. Have you got a three D TV? Yeah, I think so. Well, there you go. I think it does three D. Let's have a look. Yeah, get some three D glasses on. Did you know that Saoirse Ronan was also um, considered for the role of Luna, Luna Lovegood? Because there was a lot of people considered for it, weren't there? Yeah, imagine if Saoirse Ronan got it. That would have been amazing. She's, like, huge now. I don't know who that is, Keith. Saoirse Ronan! Oh, my God, Google her. She's in every film, everywhere, for everything. What's her name? Saoirse Ronan. Sir Ronan. I'll probably recognise when I see you. Yes, there's loads going on in the film. Lots of different things. Right, Catherine, ask me some questions. We've got about 15 minutes before I need to go and get some munchables so that I can take some more painkillers due to me. Decided to try and play my own game of Quidditch on the stairs this morning. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Sirius Black? Well, he's dead. I know, but you're not just a little bit sad about it. Do you know what? Like, I've heard people say this in the past about, oh, when Sirius died, it was so sad. I didn't, I hadn't made a connection with him. I hadn't made an emotional connection with the character. Yeah, you because... don't, but I think it's just because it is Harry's only family. You just think, oh, another one, my. Yeah, no, I can understand, like, it, it's a sad moment, but it didn't have a massive impact on me because I didn't feel like I knew him well enough because you don't get to really see him that much. Mm, he's not really in it as a character, is he? He's... No, I can imagine in the books he's probably more prominent and therefore that's quite sad. Ooh. I do apologise about the car alarm going off in the background there. Um, the thing <laughs> I did like about this film, No Serious Black, was they improved on the um, on the face in the fire 
um, effect. You did like it, Zoe. The face and the fire effect, yeah, was definitely improved from the last time it was used. Yeah, well, I think he's, he's got used to doing it now, hasn't he? So that's why. Yeah, but well, it was just like an ashy mess last time. <laughs> this time it looks really good. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, Chris Columbus, the director of the first two Harry Potter films, was amazed how beautifully David Radcliffe, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson and Rupert Grint matured over the franchise compared to some child actors and actresses who start, who start out adorable but then lose, lose that or become bad actors and actresses as they grow older. So he was impressed about how they matured with the franchise, which was quite a nice thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was Bellatrix that killed Sirius, you know, she's running off through the ministry going, I killed Sirius Black. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's, she's an awful person. Yeah, she's, she's another one. She's another one who's on drugs. Yeah, she, the, the, I, I, I absolutely love Azkaban though. The the concept of Azkaban, like this big, dark, menacing building in the minute in the middle of the sea. Yeah, yeah. like Alcatraz. Mm. Azkaban, Alcatraz. It has the same amount of syllables and starts with the same letter. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just throwing yeah, it out definitely. there. Just throwing it out there. Azkaban, yeah, good concept. Um, I like that. And I like we get to see it. Didn't we? We, did we, get, we got to see it, didn't we, when she broke out? Yeah, it, I mean, it's not the first time that we see it, but it's... We get to see it a little bit more in depth. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought the whole sequences with... Um, Hagrid's half brother, or whatever it was, was a bit weird. <laughs> Why? I just find it a bit strange. I don't what? think that guy should be. He shouldn't be tied up in the woods. He should be at a, a school, like a school for you know people like himself. Right. He be tied up in the woods. That's freaking abuse. I know, but he's. It's not normal, is he? Like. Mm. Well, I just don't think that the someone with learning difficulties should be tied up in the woods. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, there's a lot of questionable things going on at Hogwarts, and I don't think that's the most questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I just, I, do you know what? For me, I just love that scene in the Ministry when the Death Eaters and Voldemort are all scrapping, and then like Dumbledore and Voldemort are having that epic fight. And like you just get a sense of how good a wizard Dumbledore is. Yeah. Like, I just think it's amazing. And then obviously we get to see Voldemort going into Harry's body and Harry having some sort of exorcism. Yeah, so we also get the return of a Weasley in this film, don't we? Who mm-hmm. now works for the Ministry. Mm-hmm. The older, the older brother who was like the prefect in the first films. Yeah, but I'm quite surprised that he sort of doesn't seem to be on Harry's side. Well, I don't know. It's, I suppose it's one of those things, isn't it? You're in a new work environment, and you're just like, I've got to try and fit in. But also, can I just say that he doesn't say a single thing. He hasn't <laughs> got a single motherfudging line in the whole film. 
<laughs> he just stands there. He turned down a role in Goblet of Fire to be in Order of the Phoenix, and he doesn't. Say... <laughs> he just stands there. Oh, are you still there? Oh, sorry, lost you for a moment. Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, lost you for a moment. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. He just sort of stands in the background and is just being a bit of a dick. Yeah. Did you like that scene when the house appeared out in the middle of the houses? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I like that scene. Yeah. I think that's a real place. London. It looks familiar. Well, yeah, it'll be a real street, won't it? It's just... There's a house in uh, London that's not a house. What do you mean? So, from the front of it, it looks like a house, but when you walk to the side of it, it's actually like just a, a, like a board with a prop behind it, like a, like a Hollywood set. Really? Uh, yeah, and it's been used in many... Um, films and stuff. I think they used it in um, oh, what do they use it in? Uh, Sherlock. They used it in Sherlock um, as well. But yeah, so from the front, it looks like a really big, posh house. But then you walk around the side of it and it's actually just um, a front. There's actually, it's not actually a house. It looks really that's cool. so strange. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it reminded me of. Like when I saw that bit, you know, it reminded me of that. Yeah, I love, and I, they, I love the fact they showed the people inside, like not even batting an no, eye. Yeah, but then like that actual house, like you know the wallpaper with the family tree on it. Yeah, that was interesting. No, absolutely. See that—that's right, like that... how it, how it does the world building in another sort of way. Yes, more subtle than you yeah. know chocolate frogs and all that all that malarkey. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, any more questions for me, Catherine? Um, no, I think that's about it. I, I mean, is is the um, Goblet of Fire still your favourite one so far? Yeah, yeah, yes. probably would be. Probably would be. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think that's going to change. To be honest with you, no, I don't either. I think it's going to be Goblet of Fire. I just yeah. like the structure of Goblet of Fire. I like the idea of, you know, bringing in the games, having three challenges. The action sequences are great. It's got a great ending. I just uh-huh. think that now that we're going into, like I said, the episodic um, movies where it's all going to be sort of one storyline, there's going to be no, sort of no storylines within others. Um, I'm a little bit sad by that. But well, what can you do, eh? They've got to it's... tell the, big, the greater story. The yeah. The story. We've got our end for dark magic. Yeah, absolutely. Right then. Well, you know what time it is now. Oh, Teasers for next week. Let's go. Let me get. Oh, shit. Let me get my notes up on my phone. Oh, oh, shit. Oh. Oh, right. Oh, so, God. Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Surprise, Ooh. surprise, there's a new Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher. Oh, fucking hell, that's the main villain sorted then. But <laughs> who's it gonna be this time? Hint, My hint, wink, wink. Don't tell me. Okay, I think I know who it is then. 
Um, Draco Malfoy, what is he up to? Not much. He's only been at about 30 seconds screen time in the last two films. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Just saying. Just Harry... saying. <laughs> Harry gets possession of a special book. Oh, I told you it was going to progress to this, didn't I? I told you <laughs> last week. Last week they had fancying people. This week they were kissing, and next week it's his first porn mag. I knew it. <laughs> um, Here we, go. we revisit Tom Riddle. Oh, well, Tom Riddle Ooh. is Voldemort. Yep. Okay. Um, Keith. Yeah. Who's kissing? Who's Harry kissing in this film? What, what you mean? He's kissing someone different. Mm. Little slut. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone is murdered. Oh, okay. one of the saddest moments in all the films for me. Cry like a baby. All right. Um. We're on the hunt for Horcrux number three. So I hope you've been paying attention. Okay. Yes, I have. Do you know, do you know, do you know what a Horcrux is? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, we're on the hunt for number three. Okay. And who is R-A-B? R-A-B. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to watch the film, won't I? I'll find yeah, out. Can I just say, guys, can I just say... Serious lack of Dobby action. What? Why even introduce that character? And why is that character such a, a pop culture icon when he's literally in one fucking film? No, he's not. Yeah, but oh what's my the goodness. point? Oh my Again, goodness, wait till I... Death of Hell is part one. No, no, you, no. Dobby is, oh my god, no. He plays a very important role in film seven. What was that manic depressive sort of old Dobby lookalike thing? Oh, creature. Yeah. Yeah, that's just another house elf. Yeah, he's a little shit. Yeah, we don't. The creature's not very. It's not that great. He's not as good as Dobby. You'll see. You'll see. Film seven. You'll realise why everyone loves Dobby. Right, okay. I just find it weird that we haven't seen him again for so long. But he has his, he pops up when he's needed. I mean, like, at this point, when this film came out, we haven't seen Dobby for six years. Well, Dobby's just off doing his own shit, isn't he? Like... Yeah, right, riding a llama. <laughs> With Winky. Dobby on a llama. Dobby on a llama. <laughs> With his mate Winky. Dobby on a llama. Dobby on a llama. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, if you if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to last week's episode when we reviewed Goblet of Fire and we'll, and we'll uh, discuss all about Dobby on a llama. Or if you yeah. type in um, Dobby, Dobby on a llama, Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Uh, and find out what all the fuss is about, then you'll be able to find Dobby on a llama in Goblet of Fire. Dobby on a llama, though. Dobby and Winky on a llama. (laughs) Yeah, you go. There you go. The films are getting more perverse as they go along. (laughs) They're getting slightly incestual as well. (laughs) 
Yes. Dobby and Winky <laughs> on a llama. Who knew? <laughs> what next? Dobby does Dallas. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for those little tidbits of, uh, it's all of right. next week's episode. I can't wait. Um, I, I'm work- like I said. I'm really. I am really enjoying them. I do nitpick. Obviously, I am enjoying yeah. the films. I'm enjoying the story. Um, you know, it, they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. Put it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know how poster. you feel. I think you'll enjoy Half Blood Prince, but I feel like we just—it's such an information packer. Like you get so much information from it that mm. it's yeah. It is a good film, though. It is one of my faves, Half Blood Prince. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Please, and uh, if there's anyone out there from the Harry Potter marketing team, you can use my quote if you want to. Not as bad as I thought they were going to be. You can put that on the poster if you want to. <laughs> it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Not too bad. It's watchable. <laughs> it's not too bad. Probably but, watch uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Catherine. Um, I'm going to go and try and um, try and go for a, a walk around the garden. Yeah, don't do anything too strenuous. Oh no, I won't. I won't. But uh, some, thank you very some much. Painkillers. I will, and thank you very yeah. much, listeners. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Be back next time at four thirty p.m. Uh, <laughs> as usual, which is like eleven thirty Eastern Standard Time, and you can work out the rest yourselves, you lazy buggers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, with um, ha- I've never seen Harry Potter six, and it's our penultimate Harry Potter tour. Penultimate, yeah, because in the following week we're going to do Deathly Hallows part one and two at the same time. Yeah, in the same episode. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks very much, love. Oh, it's all that, love. Take care. Ta-da. Ciao. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast live. Don't forget, you can get involved on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations, you can send those to filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much. And I hope that you join us next time here at the Films I Love Most podcast.